Hi, this is Eric Ludi for the Daily Thunder Podcast. If you are enjoying these messages and want to take these truths even deeper, I invite you to join us in Windsor, Colorado at Ellerslie for one of our upcoming five-week or week-long discipleship training programs. Ellerslie's discipleship training has been designed to ignite your spiritual fire and to give you the tools for a Christianity that really works. To learn more, visit ellerslie.com. It's Daily Thunder, booming out the truth of Jesus Christ live every weekday morning from the Ellerslie campus in Windsor, Colorado. To learn more, visit ellerslie.com. Welcome back to Daily Thunder, and we are in the midst of our series on impacting others for eternity. And last episode, we talked about the importance of going after souls, fulfilling that great commission no matter where God has placed us, and to recognize that that is a special calling that he has not just given to a few Christians in every generation, but to all of us right where we're at. Today, we're going to be talking about overcoming inadequacy when it comes to speaking truth into people's lives and going after souls and pointing people to Jesus. Because often, I think, we put limitations around what God can do in and through our lives, how he can work through us to impact others for eternity because of our own feelings of insecurity and our feelings of inadequacy. It's really easy to think, well, if I would go to seminary or Bible college or be this trained missionary, or if I was really articulate or if I was more confident, or if I had a more engaging personality, if I was more comfortable around people, then I would go after souls but to recognize that whatever God calls us to, he equips us for. So here's a key truth. Impacting others eternally is not about saying or doing everything perfectly. It's actually about becoming totally dependent upon the only one who is truly perfect, and that is Jesus Christ. We don't need to have faith in ourselves and what we can accomplish. We only need perfect confidence in him. And that can take so much pressure off when we're struggling with feelings of inadequacy and insecurity, and we're going after the souls around us. I want to share one of my favorite stories in scripture and apply it to this because I love this story so much, mainly because I really, really relate to it. And it's the story when the disciples were with Jesus and they forgot to bring bread with them in the boat. Here's the story. The disciples had forgotten to take bread And they did not have more than one loaf with them in the boat. Then he charged them saying, take heed, beware of the leaven of the Pharisees and the leaven of Herod. And they reasoned among themselves saying, it is because we have no bread. But Jesus being aware of it said to them, why do you reason because you have no bread? Do you not yet perceive nor understand? Is your heart still hardened? Having eyes do you not see and having ears do you not hear? And do you not remember when I broke the five loaves for the 5,000, how many baskets full of fragments did you take up? And they said to him, 12. Also, when I broke the seven for the 4,000, how many large baskets full of fragments did you take up? And they said seven. So he said to them, how is it that you do not understand? Now, what can we learn from this story, especially when it comes to winning others for Christ or impacting others for eternity? The disciples were with Jesus and they forgot to bring bread along on a journey. Now, that's a very basic thing to remember. There were 12 of them normal, responsible human beings, 12 of them. And why did they forget something that basic? Was it possible that they were so distracted and overwhelmed and maybe exhausted that they couldn't even remember something as simple as remembering to bring bread? I've had a lot of moments like this in my life when my own inadequacy, my own failure, my own shortcomings are staring me right in the face. 
But when the disciples made that mistake and they fell short and they didn't remember something that was important, something so basic and so simple that common sense should have reminded them of, Jesus didn't actually rebuke them for their mistake, for their failure, or for being careless. His only rebuke to them was for their lack of faith in him. That is really profound to me. Jesus reminded them that even if they didn't do everything perfectly, they were with the perfect one. He warned them not to become hard of heart and in so doing forget his amazing faithfulness, his willingness to provide everything that is needed for every impossible task. So in the same way, when we are looking to impact others for eternity, it truly is impossible in our own strength with our own resources. And that is, that is very similar probably to how the disciples felt probably at a different time when Jesus asked them to do the impossible and that was when they were told to feed the 5,000. Let's look at that story because we can learn a lot from both of these illustrations. When the day was now far spent, his disciples came to him and said, this is a deserted place and the hour is already late. Send them, the way, send them away that they may go into the surrounding country and villages and buy themselves bread for they have nothing to eat. But he said to them, you give them something to eat. And they said to him, shall we go and buy 200 denarii worth of bread and give them something to eat? Now in this situation, it wasn't just a matter of oh, you forgot bread and you were careless. It was, wow, Jesus has just asked me to do the impossible. Think about how the disciples must have felt in this scenario. The odds were completely stacked against them. They were in a deserted place. The day was far spent. It would cost a fortune to feed the crowd just one meal where everyone would only get a little bit and that would mean spending a fortune. And there was no place to go and buy food. But Jesus still told them, you give them something to eat. Now, when they originally panicked and they looked around, they said, well, this is really impossible. What were they missing? They were missing the fact that they were with the bread of life himself. All they needed to do was to get in step with him and they would have everything they needed for the impossible task. Once the disciples allowed Jesus to be Jesus, the task was no longer impossible. Now that is exactly the attitude we need to take when it comes to impacting others for eternity. It can feel like an impossible task, but once we allow Jesus to be Jesus, the task is no longer impossible. And even if we do things imperfectly, and even if we for forget bread, we are with the bread of life himself. We are with the perfect one. So keep in mind, when it comes to the feeding of the 5,000, the disciples still had a role to play in the whole miracle that happened. They didn't just sit by and passively watch Jesus perform the miracle. They worked in cooperation with him. Let's take a closer look at the story. Jesus commanded to make them all sit down in groups on the green grass. So they sat down in ranks in hundreds and in fifties. And when he had taken the five loaves and the two fish, he looked up to heaven, blessed and broke the loaves and gave them to his disciples to set before them. And the two fish he divided among them all. So they all ate and were filled. And they took up 12 baskets full of fragments and of the fish. Now those who had eaten of the loaves were about 5,000 men. Jesus supplied and multiplied the bread and the fish. And then he gave them to his disciples for the impossible task that they were called to do, which was feeding a crowd of 5,000 or more people. So he supplied what was needed and then they carried out what he had asked them to do. This is the pattern for successful soul winning. Jesus supplies the resource, the wisdom, the provision, the peace, the courage, the discipline, the self-control, the love, the 
everything that we need in order to fulfill the impossible task of soul winning. We are called to receive those things from him and then act with what we have been given, just as the disciples were to feed the multitude with the provision that Jesus gave them. And that is really an amazing concept when it comes to reaching others. It's not up to us. We don't have to figure it all out. We get in step with the true miracle worker, which is Jesus Christ. He is the miracle worker, and we are the participants in the miracle. So we have to tune our ears to his spirit, make ourselves available to him, not panic when we look and say, well, I don't have what I need in order to do this, because we know that he has everything that, he, that we need to do the task he's called us to. What leads to failure or burnout when it comes to impacting others? A lot of us are afraid of getting burned out. If we, if we go aggressively after souls and we witness to others and we lead people into the kingdom of God, what leads to that exhaustion or that burnout when we just don't feel like we can do it anymore? I have found in over 25 years of ministry that ministry burnout happens when we try to take over Jesus' role as the miracle worker rather than taking the disciples' role of being obedient participants in the miracle. So when we think, I'm just going to go out there and do this, I'm going to win souls for Jesus Christ, and we kind of leave him out of the picture, that is going to lead to burnout. When we get in step with him and say, I'm an obedient participant in the miracle, Lord, that you want to do, that's when we have the grace, the wisdom, the strength, and the stamina that we need to fulfill the Great Commission. I recently heard a story, a true story, about a 70-year-old woman. She was in her mid-70s. She gave her life to Jesus late in life. And she was in her 70s, and she thought, I really want to build the kingdom of God, but I don't know what I can do at my age, at my stage in life. She went to the pastor of her church and offered to teach a Sunday school class for little kids. And he said, well, we don't have any openings for that. You may not even be the best fit for that because of your age. But she said, I just really have a burden on my heart to, to win souls, to build the kingdom of God. I don't know what to do or how to do it. I feel so inadequate. And he said, let's pray together that God has put this burden on your heart for a reason. And he has a, he has a door he wants to open for you. So they prayed together that God would open a door for her to build the kingdom of God. Later that day, she was out in front of her house. She was trimming rose bushes, and this young man from a local university happened to be walking by. He was a Chinese foreign exchange student, and he noticed her flowers and complimented her, and they struck up a conversation, and they really just had a great connection with each other. And so she invited him in to have tea and cookies, and in his culture, he had grown up really respecting older people. So everything that she said, he took very seriously. She shared the gospel with him. She shared her testimony with him, and it made such an impact on his life that he said, can I come back, and can I bring a friend with me? Now, this young man had been in the United States for about a year and had just been wondering, when is someone from this country going to invite me into their home? And this 70-year-old woman who just decided to be friendly invited him, and she was the first one that had ever invited him into her home. He came back the next day, brought another foreign exchange student from China, and the two young men listened to her share her testimony. Now, she felt completely inadequate to be ministering to foreign exchange students from China, and yet this was the door that God opened. So she said, okay, I'm available to you, Lord. And so they continued to bring back more and more exchange students. Pretty soon, she was leading a weekly Bible study for 70 Chinese foreign exchange students in her home. Now, if she had set out to say, I'm going to change the world for Christ, I'm going to go after souls, 
tools and tried to make something happen on her own, she might have missed that opportunity. Is when she said, okay, Lord, I have this burden. I want you to open the door for me. I'm gonna get in step with you with whatever you're doing. I want to be a responder to what you are doing. That is what led to this very powerful ministry that she probably never would envision herself having. And so those opportunities are sitting in front of us every day, but they require us to tune our ears to the still small voice of the Spirit of God and say, Lord, I have my own idea maybe of what I want to do or how I think this should work, but I want to get in step with you. What are the doors you're opening? Who are the people you're wanting me to reach out to today? So if you are ever struggling with feelings of inadequacy, remember, it's not your job to win souls. Only Jesus Christ can do that. Get in step with him. Become obedient participants in the miracle that he wants to do. God bless. Daily Thunder is a listener-supported production of Ellerslie Discipleship Training. At Ellerslie, we are laboring to rouse the Church of Jesus Christ out of its lethargy and build brave-hearted Christians for such a time as this. Daily Thunder episodes are released every day, Monday through Friday, from our campus in Windsor, Colorado. And our weekly sermon is delivered live at 9 a.m. on Sunday mornings with a delayed live stream available at noon Mountain Time. Go to ellerslie.com forward slash daily to get all the details. Thanks for listening.